0: This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And
1: now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody. And thank you for joining us here on Invest Talk. It is Tuesday, December 22nd, 2020, the week of Christmas. Uh, and of course, as always, the market is doing its thing. It's pretty volatile. We had a split market today. I was uh, down pretty good size yesterday, but made it all back uh, to get close to being the flat line. Today was mixed. So, we'll, you know, the Dow was down 201, the, S- the, the uh, NASDAQ was up 65, and the S&P down 7. So, kind of a mixed mag there. And 2020 sure has been an odd year. Odd, odd year for the marketplace And I think the volatility is just going to continue. There's various reasons why I think that. You know, COVID, vaccines, uh, money coming out of Washington finally, uh, and the Fed sometime this year probably will start to tighten as the the COVID gets under control. So I think we're going to see some volatility, continued volatility, let's put it that way. Uh, One thing I can pretty much guarantee you, you're going to have to be ready for it. But this this is a learned skill, understanding volatility. And I think the longer you deal with it, the longer you're aware of it, and, and the longer you uh, uh, experience it, the better you'll get at dealing with it. How should I act in a strongly down market? How should I act in a strongly up market? What should I do with what I own? I think those kind of questions get answered in with time, you know, in the market. You can't time the market, but time in the market you learn various things. And that's one of them: how to deal with volatility. Today's trivia question concerns the price of gold. You'll be surprised probably to learn how much it has increased. I know you have think you know. I know you know it has increased, but you know how much since World War II? That's we'll talk about that. I'm Steve Peasley. In case I didn't mention that at the top. I usually don't. And today, and in this program podcast, I will give you unbiased answers to any financial questions you might have. And I know you want strategies. You want to know how to pick a stock or what POC stocks to pick or what should I do now. You know, it's hard to answer those kind of questions because they many times depends on what kind of investor you are, how aggressive. So it's hard to know that. I will help you. I'll help you as best I can. This is a call-in show. You drive where we go. You're the driver. The number is 888-99-CHART, C-H-A-R-T. So, how'd the market do today? As I mentioned at the top, the Dow is down 201. The Nasdaq up 65. The S P down 7. So, the market's been going sideways for a month or so, but with a definite upward bent. Upward, bent, not downward, not flat, but sideways to up. Okay, nothing dramatic, but slowly. Okay, so, you know we always are busy. We always like to get to our calls as fast as we can, make it of interest to you. So let's go ahead and get to our first caller. Let's talk to Mark in New Jersey. How are you doing, Mark? I'm well, Steve. How are you? I'm good, and thank you for the call. I appreciate it thank you for all that you do we really
2: appreciate it i'm calling you. you with a question about ticker symbol iwm i hear people at your firm justin talk about it on his uh youtube show uh-huh. um relatively new to investing and i hear the term you know value investing over growth investing moving forward so this is one etf that looks like it's had nothing but upward trajectory And i just want to know if you think that that will continue uh for the next few months two years
1: it probably will continue, but probably at a less, uh, a less, probably at a lesser degree. Okay, because when we talk about value versus growth, we think growth stocks are the, uh, relatively speaking, are not going to be as good as value stocks. But that doesn't mean they don't go up. That just means they will go up less. In the futures, how that is, and IWM, everybody, is an ETF seeking performance corresponding to the price and yield of the Russell Two Thousand Index, so it's the small cap stocks, and those are usually where the growth stocks are. So that's that's what I think, and uh, it still will work, Mark. Don't don't think it won't work. If the whole market goes up, it's funny. The market, you know, if. If, if the market goes up in generally, everything goes up generally. You now, I can't say everything, but most things will go up. Now it's a question of what sectors will work better. Not that they won't go up, but which ones will do better. And we've had a long, many years now where growth growth stocks have worked much better than value. And we think it's getting close to the time to switch over. That's all. Appreciate the call. Thank you. As Mark in New Jersey, IWM is a symbol for iShares Russell 2000 ETF. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and Christmas is almost here, just three days away. So, have you completed your shopping? I have not. While we adjust to the new way of celebrating this year, we should remember that the task of building our financial freedom must continue. You do not want to backslide. Got to keep growing it. Your goal will require information and effective strategies and hopefully we can provide that for you. So give us a call. We're live. 888-99-CHART.
2: Have you heard about Riskalyze? It's a brief question and answer form that you fill out online. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein will also get a copy of your responses. They can use the risk-alized results to help you formulate a strategy that fits your investing risk tolerance. Learn more anytime and take the risk-alized quiz at investtalk.com.
1: Okay, uh, my focus point today: it's a story from Wall Street. Wall Street analysts have dared to make a big call for the SP 500 in 2021. Now you gotta remember, if you ever read my book, which is I wrote quite some time ago, uh, there's a big chapter in there that uh, talks about um, experts are always wrong. That's what I say. Experts are always wrong. So these are Wall Street analysts. Are they gonna be right next year? How accurate have they been? How accurate have they been in the past? I got some stats. We'll we'll talk about that. That's coming up. Also, I want to discuss. Um, um, Existing home sales in November. Report came out this week. I, I talk about real estate and home sales and new home sales and you know, all the time because the numbers come out quite frequently every month. And I, real estate is a really important part of building wealth for most people. Now, you might be building it in your own home, wealth in your home, but it's still usually the, a person's biggest asset. So that's why I talk about it a lot. Osco, uh, what are the risks that are coming in 2021 are the I have three main risks I outlined in this coming year risk to the stock market and finally did you know that Apple is going to roll out uh, an electric vehicle in 2024 that's what Reuters said Apple didn't say that yet Reuters said an electric vehicle in 2024. So those are things we're going to discuss, but of course you come first. So what do you want to talk about? You you tell me. Let's grab another live call, Carl in Oceanside. He uh, in Oceanside, California, right down the street from me. Well, it's about fifteen miles from me. How you doing, Carl? Oh, uh, not so good. I'm in Los Speed Gold Fields, G F I, huh. and it goes lower and lower. I'm wondering if I should skip do they make any money? Okay, let's look at it. GFI, everybody. GFI I'm typing it into all my little computers. Goldfields Limited. It is an eight point one billion dollar company, so it's decent size. South African company engaged in exploration extraction of gold in South Africa, Ghana and Australia, Peru and Peru. Uh let's see do they make money yes they've made money every year for the last 10 12 years they're going to make 75 cents this year they made 20 cents last year per share next year they're going to make a dollar 33 so that's a very good growth projection and sales have increasing 20 to in a 27 to 30% in the last four every quarter for the last four quarters so fundamentally they look pretty strong uh management owns 1% uh, they don't have that much debt, they have some debt. Uh, the P is a $9.26 stock and it's gonna make $1.33. So the P is like $7.8. That's pretty cheap. So what's wrong? Why is it not going up? Um, I don't know. I can't see anything wrong with it from what I from right uh, on what I'm looking at. Now, it is a gold mining company. It would be nice to know if they sold future production already into the market. In other words, some of these gold mining companies know how much and have an estimate in the ground of how much gold in their mines that they're going to mine in the next 12 months, and they sell it today at today's prices. And if the price keeps going up, stock will go down because they're not going to make as much profit as they could have if they didn't sell it so fast. That's a possibility. Uh, I, I don't know what's wrong with it because it has been falling from $14 dollars down to nine dollars but fundamentally on my screen, I can't see anything wrong with it. So I, I, I'd have to look we'd have to look deeper, deeper because it shouldn't be going down. Sorry I could not help you about that, but it shouldn't looks good still. I, I, I'd probably hold on to it unless I knew something uh, I, you know something else. Mutual funds are buying it, so it should go up. Anyways, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Okay, that's about gold, Carl. And the symbol of GFI, Goldfields Limited. Not a tiny company. So I do make it a habit of going into lots of detail. I do not make it a habit of going into lots of detail because I can't. But I think you should be aware of some of the benefits of uh, our firm. Justin Klein and I offer at KPP Financial. We're based in Irvine, California, which is in Orange County, Southern California, between L.A. and San Diego. Um, so, what what makes us a little bit different? Why, why would you do business with us? Why should you? Well, one reason is we we're very we're unbiased guidance. We have un, we have no bias. We don't have to. We have no master to serve. We serve ourselves. We don't have a big corporation backing us or getting commissions from somebody. We don't. We get nothing. We also practice parallel investing, meaning I buy the same things for myself as I do for my clients at the same price, same percentages in my programs, in our programs. I encourage you to take up our free offer. Most money managers will give you a free offer to take a look at your holdings. And you will talk to Justin or myself, not somebody else. We'll talk to you. Now I'll hand you off to some... You know, new 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 guy just came aboard. We don't do that. So if you want to talk to us, go to uh, invest.com, send me an email. We'll set up a time. Or you can call KP fin- KPP Financial in Irvine, California. You can do that, too. And there's no obligation, as always. And we really want to help you. We will. And you don't have to become a client. And we still help you. That's okay. Okay. Uh, best, I'm going to uh, Best caller questions shows this Thursday and Friday, everybody. So, because it's a holiday, we're not here live, but we're going to have the best caller questions for both days. So, if you're interested, I think you'll, you'll, get, you'll get something out of it. The best caller questions. So, we had to go through and pick them out and put them together. So, please join us both days. 888 99 charters our number, 888 992 4278. Remember, you're a very important part of the podcast radio show. So we're taking your calls live, 888 992 4278.
2: This is Invest Talk. Christmas will be here soon. The start of a new year promises many changes. For investors, the challenge will be how to stay focused on maintaining your assets while navigating market volatility. That's where Steve Peasley and Justin Klein can help. The phone lines are open and waiting for your questions now. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278.
1: 888 Okay, my focus point today concerns this story. Wall Street analysts have dared to make a big call for the S&P 500 this next coming year, 2021. They think that S&P in general is going to be, in general I mean for across the analysts' landscape. These experts think it's going to be at 4,000 by the end of the year. I think that's what, about 15% or so? But what's their track record? How good are they at calling the market, predicting the market? Well, it's quite poor. Remember I said at the beginning of the show that uh, when I wrote my book, I said that experts are always wrong? Well, here's some statistics. How about 12 of the last 15 years they've been wrong on the market? Okay, calling the market. Not just 1%. I'm talking about... Wrong, significantly wrong, about where the market's going to be. Okay, uh, in other words, looking at the S&P 500, the, the year-end price for the S&P 500, uh, based on the you know an average overestimation, and you know what? They're always wrong on the guessing or thinking it's more than it actually happened. They're always wrong on the bullish side. Same thing is true on earnings, earnings per share. Their average, for the last 20 years, the average error is 7%. 7% last 20 years, the earnings per share for the S&P 500. In other words, they are guessing wrong on how much earnings the corporation is going to make. And guess what side of wrong they are? The bullish side. This really is a good lesson to learn. These experts, when you hear them on TV or read about them or they make a call on a stock or whatever, they're wrong on the upside most of the time. And they're wrong on purpose, whether subconsciously or consciously. Is still, I believe, on purpose, consciously, because they want to be upbeat. They want to attract you and your dollars to the stock market. They want you to invest in this company or that company. They want you to put money in the market because it's going to make you a lot of money. Because that's what our experts are saying. It's going to be up this huge amount. When do they ever say it's not going to be up? Oh, the market's going to be down and you should avoid stocks. you ever hear that from from a, a, a Wall Street analyst? Very rarely. Very rarely. I mean... It's it, it it's it's striking when you hear it because it's so unusual. So, just remember that doesn't mean doesn't mean you avoid the market because you can't trust these people. No, you can't. You can trust yourself. That's about it. But you know you you listen to them with a grain of salt. You say, okay, I know they're wrong, so it's probably going to be less than that. You know that's all. Doesn't mean you can't invest in market and make money. You can't. Just when. When everybody, all the experts are bullish on a particular stock and they've been telling you it's going to double, and dribble, that's when you got to get away from that stock. Because everybody's in it. They've already beat it to death to tell everybody to get in it. So everybody's in it. So if all that money's in it, where's more money going to come from? Well, from you, the last person in, probably. <laughs> so just be aware. You Just be aware. Okay? 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Uh, let's see, let's, uh, moving on, sorry. let's go back to our voice bank, pick up another question. This one is from Minnesota. Hi, Stephen Justin. Hey, love your show. Long-time listener here from Minnesota. Hey, I have a question on a stock I've been watching and I'm thinking about doing a long-term
2: investment. I'd in love to hear your thoughts about it. Ticker symbol is... LMND Lemonade Company deals with insurance sales and so on. And I believe it might have a dividend. I'm not sure on that. And just wondering what you think of it. Is it a stock too early to get into or whatnot? It's had good growth and looks to be have good numbers in that. So anyways, I'll be listening on the shows and look forward to hearing
1: your answers to this. Thank you very much for all that you share with us. Have good holidays. Okay, this is Lemonade, Inc., headquartered out of New York. You know, I never heard of them because it's a fairly new stock. It came out in June of uh, 2000, this year, June. So it's now six months old. Uh, it's going to lose money this year, next year. It's lost money the year before. Uh, the negative cash flow. Sales were growing very fast, and this is probably what attracted you. It's a six point seven billion dollar market cap, and the sales grew over, well, well over a hundred percent every quarter except for the most recent quarter where sales fell six percent so I would I would say no this is not no this, this I would not I would not put money in this stock it doesn't make any money there's no way to evaluate it and growth was all of a sudden falling off so stay away from that the history of gold is long connected with money. But did you know that gold largely relinquished this role and developed economies after the outbreak of the Second World War II? Second War? As we go to break, here's my trivia question. Towards the end of World War II, a new world monetary system was created. It was a regime of fixed exchange rates in which U.S. political and economic dominance necessitated the dollar being at the center of the system. At that time, 1944, what was the fixed price price? per ounce of gold at the break. I'll have the answer 888 chart.
3: Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay. Why? I mean, how would it come in handy and where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture?
2: Let's take a quick look at your financial to do list. At the top, make that phone call to the Invest Talk Anytime listener line. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein will provide unbiased answers to your questions. Invest Talk, 888 99 Chart.
1: Okay, before the break, I gave you a trivia question. Towards the end of World War II, a new world monetary system was created because of the war, destroyed to many economies. It was a regime of fixed exchange rates in which U.S. political and economic dominance necessitated the dollar being at the center of the system. At that time, 1944, what was the fixed price per ounce of gold? Here's the answer. After World War II, it wasn't only European cities that were in ruins. A global economy had taken a deadly blow. This is normally the case with severe wars or disasters. The United States and its allies knew they had to rescue the financial situation before a total collapse would put the world back into the Stone Age. So in 1944, a meeting, that was before the end of the war, a meeting was held to discuss what was to be done. More than 44 countries attended. They gathered at the Monetary and Financial Conference of the United States, held that year at Brenton Woods in New Hampshire. A system was drawn up to fix the dollar to gold at an existing parity of U.S. dollars at $35 per ounce, while all other currency had fixed but adjustable exchange rates to the dollar. Okay? Now each nation hooked their own currency to that of the United States, and in turn gold was worth 35 US dollars an ounce. So in effect, this meant that buying dollars equaled buying precious metal. Right? If you're buying in the currencies, you bought dollars, you know, it's thirty five dollars an ounce. So it kinda equaled that you bought gold. This system broke down in 1971 when the U.S. unilaterally ended its gold standard. And that was by Nixon. Remember we had that trivia question a few days ago? So what standard do we use now? Do you know that oil is traded in dollars around the world? So is that the system? So what is the price of the gold today? $1,866 an ounce. What was the price of gold in 1900? Eighteen dollars and ninety-eight cents. What was the price of gold in two thousand? Two hundred seventy-nine dollars and eleven cents per ounce. Yeah, I find that interesting. I don't know if you do, but I do. I, I like that kind of factual stuff. Facts are fun. Okay, let's talk to our friend Emilio's in San Francisco. How you doing, Emilio? So I hope you're all well. Uh, I'm uh, well. Thank God, I'm healthy. I, I want to wish you and your loved ones a, a happy holiday Steve, coming up. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Appreciate it a lot. Yeah. Sure. Sure. I wanted to ask you about. Uh, I called yesterday about online commerce, and I'm just trying to do my research. And I don't know if you like Overstock or uh, as an L-S- online retailer at all. O S T K. Yeah, I know you can't recommend. You can't because you'll get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs> Yeah, see, for everybody, for everybody else, not everybody has, has been with us as long as you have and me. This, but the SEC has rules, people. This is why you never hear me. Hey, let's buy X Y Z company. I think everybody out there should buy. It. You never hear me say that because I can't. It's, it's I can't because they have rules at the SEC. I don't know. You have to know your customer. Well, who's my customer? I, I don't know your financial situation out there in radio and podcast land, so I can't say it. Let's look at Overstock. Overstock.com offers a variety of closeout and discount brand name and non brand name consumer items via Overstock.com. Their sales have increased really dramatically in the last two quarters. Before that, they were shrinking 4 to 18% a quarter. So obviously, People shopping from home, overstock really is benefiting from that. They're gonna make a dollar twenty this year and a dollar thirty eight next year. It's a fifty nine dollar stock, so it's kind of expensive. Last year they lost money. Year before they lost money. So this year and next year they're gonna make money finally. And because of that, it's uh, it's not for me. Not not for me, Emilio. It's just too uh is too... It's not steady enough. You know, if it was growing steadily, earnings were growing steadily over the years, but it's not. So, and they have... Yeah, you know, I, I just don't think it's a great stock to own. I don't. I will say this. Mutual funds are buyers. There was 155 mutual fund owners of this stock a year ago, and today there's 278. So, you know, they like it. Well, I could be totally wrong. But it's just a little... It, it, it's just not for me. It's not consistent enough. What happens when people go back to shopping, uh, going back to the stores? Now, I think we have changed dramatically, and they won't all flood back to the stores like they were before COVID. But will overstock go back to its ways of losing money per share as it was for three or four years you know, in a row before this year? That worries me. Mears, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. OSTK is a symbol, everybody. OSTK. Okay. 16 home sales were out. For November, 6.69 million annual sales. From 6.86 million, so it went down from 6.8 down to 6.6. So you would normally say, "Oh man, that's not good. Maybe you know, people are thinking about not buying houses." Well, you would be wrong. That's why you have to read these dang reports. I know they're long and boring sometimes, but the reason was for because of a lack of inventory. Inventory, there's not enough. There's not enough houses. This is the first time it fell in six months. So that means there are buyers, 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 and just ran out of properties to buy. Okay? Uh, Just to give you maybe a sense of how big this is, in 2008, there was 4 million annualized houses sold. Now it's 6.6. Remember, 2008 was the last recession we had. So that's how much it's gone up, 50% plus from that point. So housing, I think we're getting another report out tomorrow? Or is it the next day? We are getting another housing report out, and that would be the new home sales. So the existing home sales are one that you and I go buy and not buy from a new builder, and new homes is buying from the builder. So we'll see how that goes. Anyways, well, I think we're might you know you could you could say well maybe we're these numbers are reflecting the increase in number of uh, COVID cases that's been spiking, and that's possible, but it's more mostly related to a lack of inventory. You know what? The new home sales will give us a better sense of that because you know these are new, brand new being built. Now, of course, your questions are always important to the program. So let's go back to the Invest Talk Voice Bank, 888 99 chart. Hi, um,
3: my name
2: is uh, Ramiro from the Bay Area. I have a question about drop off,
3: ticker symbol DBX. I actually got in at below $20. We ran out at twenty one fifty nine. dollars uh, And I just wanted to see what your outlook is on it uh, for future growth and if this
2: is
1: something that should. Be investing in dollars 2487 so the last three days it's really spiked um, they're gonna make a dollar a share next year after making 89 cents this year they made 50 cents last year 41 cents a year before 17 cents you see how that project every year they're making more and more and more okay sales are increasing 14 to 20 percent every quarter now think about overstock we just talked about This is why I would prefer to see this kind of growth in a stock consistency. The stock is $24.87, and it's gonna make a dollar. So that tells you it's about 25 PE. Well, is that cheap, expensive, what? Well, the history, the lowest it's ever been is 22, and the highest is 156. And because of the steadiness of growth, I think that's a pretty good bargain. Dropbox Inc., what is it? What does it do? Provides cloud storage sharing, Collaborative services of more than 600 million users across 180 countries. I kind of like it. I don't think it's that expensive for what it does, and its steadiness of growth and sales. It's a 10 billion dollar company. So I I would do thumbs up. It's the symbol DBX. Everybody, D is a dog, B is a boy, X is an X-ray. DBX. So thumbs up for me on that one. Okay, uh, what are the risks that I see, and probably others experts do see this too, so I'm, you know, it's not like I'm finding some secret anything. Nothing's secret in the stock market, just so you know. Everything is known. The tr- trick is, is that everything priced correctly. Now, there is a theory that it is. A theory that everything is priced correctly. So nothing's overpriced, nothing's underpriced. But I don't care for that theory myself, personally. I've seen too many times that that doesn't work out that way. Anyways, what are the risks in 2021? Number one, a problem with a vaccine rollout. Everybody's assuming, okay, millions are coming out. I am too. Millions of doses are coming out. There's going to be more vaccines, and it's just going to keep growing. So what if something happens what if all of a sudden they come across? a – Remember, they, they pushed this pretty fast, right, through the FDA. What if they come across some unforeseen medical issues with the vaccine? What if they come? What if they can't supply, they you know, uh, the, what they think they can, can supply the world these vaccines? So that's what I mean. A problem with rollout that would be a big problem with the stock market. How about number two? Okay, how about the outcome from the Georgia Senate race? Why am I saying mention that? Well, market, as you know, and I've told you many times, the market doesn't like change. They don't like surprises, they don't like unknowns, and they don't like change. So if the Republicans get in, they retain the the Senate. And so the Democrats have the House, the Republicans have the Senate, and there's... You know nothing really changes too much because, you know, one can offset the other. But what if the Democrats win Georgia? I'm not I'm not being political, people. I'm being economical. I'm being stock market here. My thinking is all about your stock market returns. If one party, whether it's Republican or Democrat, one party all of a sudden controls all three branches, that means it changes your outlook on a lot of things. And specifically, I'm talking about taxes. Okay. The third thing, the third thing. What if the Federal Reserve says, you know, all the stimulus and the, and sometime in June that means the economy is going to be growing really fast, and I need to start the Fed says this to themselves. I need to start tapping on the brakes of liquidity because the market is banking. The market has baked in. The Fed is going to stand aside for at least all next year. But what if they decide not to? See, those are the kinds of things that could upset the apple cart, as they say. So those are the three things I think could be the most—I don't know—compelling. Anyways, I'm Steve so You're listening to Invest Talk, and you're not alone. As you might assume, the greatest number of our listeners are here in the United States. And after the U.S., we have a big following in Canada and the United Kingdom. However, it is interesting to note that we attract an audience from all over the world. For example, Australia, Germany, and Singapore, plus China and Japan. Pretty amazing, I think. So that tells me, that proves that there's a big desire to achieve financial freedom universally. Everybody wants that. So, Justin, and I want to thank you for the downloading Invest Talk on your podcast, and also for telling your family and friends. We do really thank you for that. Uh, it, it, I, I, you know, of course, we you know it's all free, you know, the podcast and everything else. But we want to thank you for making it a very popular show, and we appreciate it. Anyways, and a reminder: our website InvestTalk.com has a good number of resources available to assist with your goals, making, trying to achieve financial freedom. So if you can get it, go there, it would be appreciated. Let's go to Dave in San Leandro. How are you doing, Dave? Great, Steve. How are you doing, sir? I'm good, and thank you for the call.
2: Well, thank you for all you do for us, sir. Thank you. Uh, I have a basic question that's probably been covered a hundred times, but I, I, I still don't quite understand. Okay. What's the difference between stop, stop market and stop limit?
1: Okay. The stock market is the overall listing of all the companies traded on one or more of the exchanges. There's a New York Stock Exchange, there's a NASDAQ Stock Exchange, there's a London Exchange. So that's the stock market. Normally referred to here in the United States as a New York and NASDAQ, the stock market. A stop limit is an order to buy a stock at a set price. A particular stock... You're going to set a limit order to buy it at $52.22. That's what I want to buy it at. So you can put an order in like that if you want to, a stop limit order. Okay? Sorry,
2: I I, I didn't, I'm sorry, maybe I didn't make it clear enough. The two items, stop limit and stop market. Not stock market, stop STOP market.
1: You mean like a stop Socially- out of a stock?
2: Well, to on be TD Ameritrade's st- website, you, uh-huh. you choose stop limit or stop market, or you know, okay. those are the two choices. Okay, the stock, stock and-
1: that's commonly referred to. Uh, if that if we're talking about a trading of a stock, that they're probably referring to. As a matter of fact, I know they are. Is that you just going to sell the stock at the market, whatever price price it is? Where stop limit, you had to put a price in that you want. So if you say I want a, as you'd refer to as a market order, I want to put in a market order to buy a Ford Motor Company. You put it in, say market, you click market, and they'll buy it at the very next trade. You'll get that right away. But if you say I want to buy Ford Motor, but at a stop limit of fifty-two dollars and twelve cents, they want that order won't go off until it hits that number. If it doesn't hit that number, you don't get the stock. So it's a market order versus a limit order. Okay? On the next Invest Talk story, if you're mismanaging your 401k, you can end up falling short during your senior years. Three big 401k mistakes to avoid in 2021. That story's going to be tomorrow, everybody. For now, I'm Steve Peasley. I'm ready to take your questions live. 888 99 chart.
2: Your objective is to work hard, plan well, and achieve financial freedom, right? You're in luck because Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your finance and investment questions. Call 888-99-CHART.
3: Hi, Steve and Justin. It's uh, Daniel from Houston. I love the show. I've got a question for you on a stock that I have a position in. It's The ticker is US. FD that's U.S Foods. I got in at 20 dollars per share and it's now up to 33 dollars per share. wanted to get your sense that will this stock continue to go higher? would love your input if I should take profits off the table. Thank you.
1: Well, the quick answer would be yes I 'd be taking profits off this table, and this is why in um, okay it's done very well it fell to a lo- almost a low of what uh, ten dollars or so at the bottom so it's come way back it's now 32 dollars a share it's going to make a dollar 58 next year which is a big increase from this year 28 cents a share but that number is already built into the price a dollar 58 remember the stock is 3284 33 dollars a share when the last time it was 33 dollars a share it made a dollar 38. So it should go higher. When it made $2.10 a share in 2018, it got up to 40. When it made $2.38 in 2019, it got up to 43. So now it's going to be $1.58. So can it get up, back up to $2 and $2.30? Yeah. So your top limit here is around $40. So you're getting closer and closer to that number. Meanwhile, last two quarter sales have fallen. Fallen, last two quarters. Before that, they were always rising between 5 and 15%, but the last two quarters, they've fallen 29% and 10%. Remember, this is U.S. Food Corporation, USFD, distributes fresh, frozen, and dry foods, non-food products, food service customers throughout the United States. Okay, so... I'm a little concerned that it's getting closer and closer. So I'd probably take some off the table. I don't know if I'd sell it all, but I'd probably take some off the table. I think it would be smart. Okay. Let's talk about Apple, Apple Computer. Apple makes great cell phones, right, and computers and all that stuff. And, of course, they have their credit card. Do you know they're going to make cars? Apple is going to roll out their electric vehicle by 2024 according to Reuters. Now, they're going to roll out these cars, very high-tech, and one of the reasons, I don't know if you've been watching a particular stock out there, now do you know what a solid-state battery is? You know, not lithium. They are lithium, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the inner workings of the battery. There's And there's been a couple of companies working on making solid-state batteries, and when they come out, they will have twice the battery power and address different problems that the existing battery technology has. So I can't mention the company that that I've been watching that came public recently. But anyways, Apple is going to make automobiles. Now, what makes you think Apple can do that? They're going to compete with what? Every car company out there besides uh you got Tesla, VW. VW said they're going to go 100% electric here in the next five, ten years, whatever. So, how can they do that? One of the reasons how they can do it is there were 2.2 trillion dollars. What are they going to do with all that money? What do they got? They got billions upon billions of cash. So they're looking for ways to put it to work. Will it work? Is Apple Car going to be great? Bad? good? Indifference? What? But I find it interesting that's what they're working on. There is a public company out there that has, quote-unquote, allegedly solved the solid-state battery issue. And they just recently came public. Might want to look that up. Anyways, I just thought I'd bring that up. I'm Steve Peasley, everybody. This completes another Investop program. I will return tomorrow. I'll be here normally live, 4 to 5 Pacific time. So if you tune in, I would appreciate it. Then on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, we will post new Best of Caller Question podcasts. The Best of Caller Questions. I think you'll find that very interesting. So tune in. In the meantime, please remember to tell your friends and family members about our show we have over 100 archived Invest Talk podcasts free, free downloads. Get yours at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, investtalk.com, and be sure to review and rate us. And if you want to listen live, you can hear the program each weekday via real-time streaming through investtalk.com. Click on the Listen Live button. It's free also. Independent thinking, share success, everybody. Good night. This is Invest Talk.